hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. So it's barely the middle of November. Are you already feeling the stress of the holiday season? Not because of the dinners that you're going to have sitting around the table with people that you disagree with when it comes to vaccinations or politics, but because of what feels like this ever-present obligation to spend money piling on debt so that you can, quote unquote, participate in the giving season. Well, if that's how you're feeling, we've got you covered. Last week on the Queer Money Podcast, we gave you 13 hacks that you can use to stretch your holiday dollars further. This week, you're listening to Queer Money Episode 287, and we've got a plan for you to be able to pay off that holiday debt. Today, we're sharing with you seven of the most effective ways to pay off debt fast. Also, remember that we make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group. We may answer your question in an upcoming episode, or we may not. (laughs) Now on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. All right. So saying that we're not going to spend money this holiday season is kind of like me saying I'm not going to eat a snowman sugar cookie this holiday season. (laughs) Not going to happen. (laughs) So if for any reason you find that you spent way more or even just a little bit more this holiday season than you should have, we're giving you a pre-holiday plan to pay off that credit card debt fast so you don't have as much financial anxiety. So here are seven quick tips to pay off credit card debt fast. Tip number one, and we say this quite often because it applies broadly for lots of situations, and that is to be crystal clear on your why. Why is it you want to pay off your credit card debt? It's not enough to just say, I want to be debt-free. There's got to be an underlying reason for that. And the reason for that is the more crystal clear you are on why you want to reach a particular goal, such as becoming debt-free, the more fuel you'll have to achieve reaching that goal. You know, So reaching worthy goals sometimes takes a while, can take up to several years in some cases. So what's going to keep you going when times get tough? What's going to keep you going when it's kind of boring working towards your goal, right? <laughs> so your why is the fuel to keep you going during those tough times. And remember, sometimes the why isn't as apparent as it might seem. Like a lot of folks say that they want to pay off their credit card debt because they just simply want the debt gone. But why? Why do you want the debt gone? What are you going to be able to do with the money that you're sending to your credit cards every month. Think about what that would afford you, the opportunity that will give you. Are you going to be able to invest and grow your wealth for a better future? Are you going to be able to give money back to the community where you're not able to today? Think about those those extrinsic whys that really can be bigger than you that will help keep you motivated. A good way to do this is to sort of adopt the mindset of a two-year-old and keep asking yourself why. (laughs) Why? 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 And when you dig deep enough, you'll you're really find the nugget of gold that'll help fuel you through the hard times. Right. All right. Tip number two, stop accruing debt. Now, if you're listening, I know that there's a lot of you out there who are now rolling your eyes. Everybody says this, just stop accruing debt. 
How is that possible, right? Sometimes it's easier said than done. Actually, I will say, I think almost every single time it's easier said than done to just stop accruing. I can say lots of things. I can't do lots of things easily. (laughs) So we want to provide you with three strategies that will help you stop accruing additional debt. And these are all part of strategies are part of what we are encouraging folks to do. And that is to think about more about how to pay off their debt. We actually have a free tool available. It's the seven step credit card debt slasher. You can get that at debtfreeguys.com forward slash 287. So these strategies on stop accruing debt, the first one is called money chunking. Now money chunking, what is this? This is basically when you take your, the money that you have, available, your disposable income, your fun money, not for paying your bills, but this is the money for doing the enjoyable things. You take that money and you break it into pieces so that you're able to spend it over a longer period of time instead of spending it all right up front and then having to revert to using your credit cards when you want to spend money later on. So go ahead and break your money into several pieces so that you can spread it out over time. So for example, if it's going to be two weeks until your next payday, and you know that you have $100 to spend on the first weekend and the second weekend, go ahead and divide that in half and give yourself $50 for the first weekend, $50 for the second weekend. That way you don't spend more than the cash that you have, but you're able to enjoy both weekends before your next payday. So strategy number two under this idea of stop accruing credit card debt is to use the NSE. Now, NSE stands for not so expensive. And really the idea here is that the vast majority of us, as we earn more money, we our lifestyle starts to creep. We start to spend money in, sa- in the same categories, but more of it. Or maybe we inflate the amount we're spending on a particular item because we think we have more money to spend. And so the idea here is, Let's figure out how to rein that spending back in and look at alternatives to the things that you want to do that will allow you to spend less. And oftentimes you're not giving up on the circumstance or the, the experience or the quality of the item. You're just looking for alternatives or other ways to spend your money that will give you that great experience or excitement that is going to cost you less. I think a great example of this is at the grocery store, right? You've got your name brand items that are that are quite expensive, but then you've got your store brand items that aren't as expensive. And many, in many cases, the store brand items are being made by the same company as the name brand items, but because it doesn't have the name brand on it, it's not costing you as much. So use those store brand items. They're just as good and you get the same experience as if you bought the more expensive option. All right. Strategy number three, again, under this idea of stop accruing credit card debt, is to use cash more. I know that's kind of a difficult thing to do right now. The world we live in today seems to be moving much more towards cashless and finding easy ways to allow you to spend your money, oftentimes money that you don't have. And remember, NerdWallet did a study several years ago that showed that people who use cash instead of a debit or credit card often spend anywhere from 12 to 18% less than they would if they were using their debit or credit card. And that's because when we use a debit or credit card, we oftentimes have access to money that we've set aside for other things or access to credit, which is really money we don't necessarily have. So we end up automatically spending more because we don't think about that we have we don't think we have a limit on what we can spend. So let me ask you, how many times have you realized that you were supposed to pay a bill yesterday? <laughs> or you get to the end of the month and you realize, oh my God, I didn't pay that bill this month. Well, that's what tip number three here is 
to help with. And that is to send it before you spend it. David shared the strategy of money chunking, which helps you manage the disposable income that you have. Send it before you spend it helps you manage the non-discretionary or non-disposable income that you have. And we talk about this much more in depth in the seven-step credit card debt slasher that you can get for free at debtfreeguys.com forward slash 287. But Basically, what send it before you spend it means is you know what bills are due during which pay periods. So don't wait until the actual bill is due to send your payment. Send it actually on payday or the day after you get paid so that all your bills are paid in full and well in advance of when they're actually due. This not only helps improve your credit score, which reduces the cost of your of your loans in the future, but it also ensures that you don't mess, miss a bill at all. All right. So tip number four is to do a spending analysis to rein in the outliers. Oftentimes we're spending money in some unconscious way on more often than not, these are the small things that we spend money on, not the big things, but the small things that we spend money on that add up quickly over time. So doing a spending analysis, which is one of the steps that we encourage folks to do in that seven-step credit card debt slasher tool, the reason why you want to do this is it really points to those categories that you're not necessarily maybe thinking about that are end up blowing your budget or allowing you to spend more money than you make, which switches you over to using your credit cards. Really, the idea here is what are a couple of categories that I'm overspending on that if I just took a little bit of effort, a little bit of time to figure out how to reduce those categories, I wouldn't be spending more than I'm making and oftentimes less than what I'm making. So I have extra money to send to those credit cards. Yeah. I think the good news is for most people that we've worked with, and this was the case for ourselves is there's only typically you know, a handful of outliers, right. you know, two or three, that are really egregious uh, in blowing our budget that just reining those in can have a profound effect on your on your budget. And I think you know, a great example of this might be the subscription services you have, maybe even specifically for streaming t- uh, television or movies. At this point, right, they're like, a dozen or more different right. streaming services, and they all only cost four, five, six dollars, but they all add up, and you're probably not utilizing them all the way you would like to. So, you know, maybe only keep the two or three that you use the most and then cut the rest. And you can always get those later on and use them for a month or two and cut them again, but be strategic with how you use those streaming services. And that can help you out with the, the spending analysis. So, how many times have you gotten frustrated with the fact that, hey, I've, ma- I've made this monumental progress on paying off my credit card debt, or I'm really get- making progress towards reaching any t- sort of financial goal, but then something happens and it sets you back again. And it feels like you're always taking one step forward and two steps back. Well, that's the benefit of having an emergency savings account. And the best way to pay off credit card debt fast is to make sure you have anywhere from $500 to $1,000 in an emergency savings account in case life happens. Because even though you have a new goal of becoming debt-free, life is still going to happen and the tires are still going to blow or the kids need something uh, have or having a health emergency or you've lost a dog, right? You need to buy a new Fido. You know, <laughs> so this emergency savings fund will help you not make those steps backwards because you've got the cash there to help you in case of those emergencies. And our strategy for building an emergency savings account is what we call having that account an arm's length away. So you've already got a bank or a credit union that you're using for your basic 
or your standard checking and savings account. Well, open an account at a bank or a credit union or other institution that you don't already have a relationship with. That's the arm's length away of what we mean by having an arm's length away account. And the benefit of that is that it's not easy to access that money because it's not connected to your standard savings and checking account. On top of that, we encourage you to not get any sexy features on this savings account because the more easily accessible this money is, the more likely you are to spend it on things that don't actually qualify as emergencies. So when they ask you if you want check rating or debit cards on this account, you simply say no. You want to make it somewhat difficult to get access to this money so that you only use them for true emergencies. Right. And many of you know that John and I are big fans of Capital One. They're the sponsor of this podcast. They're huge supporters of the LGBT community all throughout the year, not just during the month of June. And so we would suggest if you don't already have a place for this emergency savings account, consider opening up a Capital One 360 savings account as above average interest on the account. And it's something that you can set up online or on your phone in just five minutes or so. All right. Tip number six is to use the five steps of the debt lasso method to pay off your credit cards. Now, so what are the five steps? We've talked about these steps before in other podcasts, but in case you've missed those, the five steps here are first one here is to commit. And the commitment here that you're making is to sending a specific amount every single month to your credit cards. Keep that amount the same or above that amount if you have extra money coming in. Sending that every single month, you basically are turning your credit card payment, one credit card payment into a bill that you have to pay every single month. And then the second part of commitment is what we talked about in tip number two, and that's to not add any more balance to your credit cards. Step number two of the debt lasso method is to trim. And so with whatever amount you've committed to sending to your credit card every single month, if you can pay off one or two, three cards within the first couple of months, go ahead and do that and get yourself some quick wins. That really excites you and motivates you to really kind of plow through and get all those credit cards paid off. Number three here of the five steps of the debt lasso method is to actually lasso your debt. And this is really focused on the big speed bump that holds so many people back or slows people down when it comes to paying off their credit card debt, and that's their high interest rates. So there are a couple of strategies out there. We talk about those more in the seven-step credit card debt slasher, but focus on figuring out how to lower the interest rate you're paying on your credit cards. Step number four of the debt lasso method is to automate. Go ahead and set up bill pay to pay all of your bills on time and in full, ideally the on payday or the day after, including the amount of money that you're going to send to your credit cards. That way you make sure that your all your bills are paid off on time and in full, and that improves your credit score. And it also makes sure that you don't miss paying off your credit cards. All right. And then the final step here is to monitor it. Monitor all this to make sure that that automated piece is actually working properly. We suggest you check in one to two times a month, just in case something has come along that you're not aware of, like a fee on one of the cards, something like that could actually throw you off a little bit. So you want to make sure you're monitoring it, but it's not something you need to check in on every single day. Exactly. And then quick tip number seven to eliminate credit card debt fast, and that is to put all of your savings and any extra money you get from tax returns or bonuses, 
birthday or holiday gifts, take all that money and use it as sort of mini windfalls that you can use to expedite paying off your credit card debt. With the tips above, you already have a strategy of staying within your budget and you already have a committed dollar amount that you're going to spend to your credit cards, send to your credit cards every single month. Use these little opportunities to really expedite paying off your credit card debt. And you can shave several months off what your estimated time frame is to become debt-free, which is huge, especially towards the end when you just want to cross that finish line. <laughs> so these are our seven tips, quick tips to pay off credit card debt fast. Stay tuned for your queer money takeaway from this episode. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this particular episode. Download the free seven-step credit card debt slasher at debtfreeguys.com forward slash 287. If you're listening on your phone, just click the link in your podcast player. It'll take you directly to that article where you can download it. Then look out for next week's episode when we share our favorite fitness tips as part of the 2021 Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke campaign. <laughs> it's what we're doing that has helped us lose weight and gain muscle even during the holiday season, even with an entire week spent in Puerto Vallarta. We're covering all your holiday anxiety even before the holidays begin, so you may just enjoy the holiday season more than you ever have before. <laughs> Remember, we make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Or not. Have a, <laughs> have a great a week. week. <laughs> From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.